What's happening in trans-Tasman sport? From Australia and New Zealand with Nikki, Ben and Craig. You are listening to the Quasi Sport Podcast. You can hear Nikki Styrus sniggering in the back. Oh, actually, before we do this, Nikki, where are you? <laughs> where Bulibanaka, are you? people. Bulibanaka. I'm, I'm sitting in Fiji. the Hilton right. Resort at Dineral. Um, I'm going to say that it is absolutely divine. So, Bula. Uh, yes. Bula. I knew, <laughs> I knew it was somewhere like that. Okay. Nikki Styrus, <laughs> if you haven't figured out, is on another one of her housewives of Auckland holidays, jet-sitting around the world. <laughs> uh, unfortunately for me, I'm sitting at home in Auckland, and Ben Kimber is in Sydney, although for you, Benny, your lifestyle is a holiday unto itself, is it not? Hang on, uh, Craig, I'm just getting out of the spa, mate. What were you saying? <laughs> 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 the it. White Shoe Brigade lives on. Now, uh, we, of course, are on Twitter, Facebook, and com. Right, there is only one thing to talk about this week. It is indeed the cricket between the Aussies, who rightly or wrongly were one, maybe one LBW appeal short of a win, but well done to Ben Stokes <laughs> and the English. Who wants to go first? Actually, you know what? I can hear you laughing. Let's go to you first, Benny. How did you see it? A, a justifiably being now called one of the greatest tests of all time. Although the English press, I notice, are now calling it the greatest test of all time. Do you agree? Oh, mate, I think it's an enormous call to say the greatest test of all time. Certainly we saw some some uh, performances for the ages. And from my perspective, you've got to be careful what you wish for because I always say, and I've said it on this program a number of times, that what I want is competitions that go down to the last ball, the last wicket or the last day. <laughs> I just like it when we finish on the other side of the ledger, when it's us who win at the last, at the, at the last point. But, mate, it was... It was an outstanding uh, uh, advertisement for Test cricket. I mean, the fact that you can go through days of play and the emotional, the emotion, emotional journey for the fans, let alone the players, all the way through of thinking you're in a good spot and then thinking you're not in a good spot, and then you know one wicket or one ball can just change everything. And that was never more evident than on that final day when, um, you know, let's be frank, an absolutely astonishing performance from Ben Stokes. I mean, the guy. I think the guy got an extra 74 runs himself for the ninth wicket, um, you know, off 42 balls and hit, you know, seven sixes or something. The, the stats are mm. ridiculous for what he did. Uh, and really for me brought home that connection between what the, the, the shorter game has brought to cricket in terms of, you know, the batting dominance and the ability to bring that to life into the test arena, which has traditionally been a, a slightly different beast. But the nature of a game where it can be so up and down um, is just astonishing. And I'm going to jump the gun well and truly, but my great of the week is going to be Test Match Cricket because while we did lose that one, and we'll talk about the controversies in a second and what should or could have happened, uh, but just as, an, as a spectacle and as an event, mate, I'm tired as this week because I just couldn't get any sleep because I was up there watching sessions when I should have been, um, uh, should have been sleeping. Yeah, <laughs> Nikki, there is nothing like Test Cricket for theatre, is there? Oh no, and then and the Ashes of of old have always uh, thrown up a lot of theatre, and this one's been no exception. And I think uh, yes, it certainly has uh, been alluded to keeping Test cricket alive. And you know, for the purists and general people out there that you know may have lost a little bit of faith in Test cricket, it's 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 revitalised it, and that is fantastic. I mean, the other thing I would say about Ben Stokes is, I mean, not only does he you know score that unbelievable 135 not out, but he bowled 16 overs the day before as well and not many people would be able to you know would have the mental or physical fortitude to come out and do that the next day and I think he batted for five and a half hours 
and the concentration that it would have been required when you've got a number 11 batsman at the other end. So you're making sure that you're keeping him off strike, you're, keep, you're propping him up, and you're concentrating on trying to, you know, get these um, ridiculous number of runs. So it really says something about his uh, character, and there's certainly been a lot of terrible things said about him in the past. Um, and, uh, you know, to do with his character. Um, but, yeah, I, I would have to say that, for me, is one of the best test innings that I have ever seen in, in, in my life. And uh, it certainly, you know, it bodes for well for the next test match. So, you know, congratulations to England for that. It certainly does turn the series. Ben Stokes, that's an amazing turnaround. One minute he's facing a, j- a jail sentence mm. or, go- or jail, and the next one he's leading England to a World Cup victory for the first time ever. He's, he's smashed a, 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 an innings that's up there with with one of the greatest ever seen. But, Ben, is that going to turn the series now? Well, I think one of the, the excellent things is that we are – the series is live. Like, I, I thought England were going to be favourites going to this. Steve Smith and the Gold Boys coming back with a wild card. Uh, and you've got to remember that, that I think one of, the, one of the things that is always obvious out of these games is the, the fact that people read too much into things sometimes. I mean, this game, it mm. took a Herculean, amazing innings from Ben Stokes on the last day to get England up here, and they got up by, you know, on their last wicket. Um, Australia were on top, should have, could have, absolutely, um, you know, were supposed to win that game. So really it was an, a, a game that I thought England were going to be on top because of the absence of Steve Smith, and, and Australia found a way to be dominant. Like, they were a 99% chance of winning that, all the stats would have said. Mm. So I don't think you can write Australia off by any means, but similarly, with what England have just done, they've shown they can't be written off in any scenario. Steve Smith comes back in for the next test. Both teams, you know, um, will be looking to, to turn it around and, and, and find a bit more than they did in this test match. Even though England won, they'll both be looking for more. But I think, you know, one of the fascinating things will be that mental aspect. We talk about it so much in sport and, you know, we talk about the Wallabies when they won in Perth and then you know, a rainy night in Eden Park and a couple of tackles don't go their way and all of a sudden they're not mentally up for it. The the mental impact of not closing out that game is going to be fascinating. Mm. And, and this is where you get down to champions in sports and how they respond to things. Nathan Lyon's been mm. talked about as the greatest of all time off-spinner for Australia and his stats um, say that. This is a guy who's worked on his career and done some amazing things for a, for a former groundskeeper from the Adelaide Oval, yet... You know, he fumbled the World Cup, if you want to put it that way. He fumbled mm-hmm. the ashes there. Mm. The ashes were in his hands. He takes that overthrow, whips the bales off. Um, they were miles out uh, of their crease. Um, you know, you've dropped, the, you've dropped the ashes, son. So how he responds to that, he also bowled the ball, which by all means looks should have won the ashes as well. But Tim Payne, a few balls earlier, had given away the, the, the review. Australia's review. record mm. with the review has been awful so far this this it's dear so it's going to be about how they mentally respond and i'll throw into that steve smith came back and showed he's still the greatest batsman walking around at the moment but then he's copped a couple in the noggin had a game out for hi for, for concussion now he's going to come back and what do you mm. think joffre arch is going to be doing he's going to be zinging him around his head so whether he can mentally respond and play the kind of cricket he's up to it's going to be fascinating boy england mm. had a good run with the the umpires certainly the world cup against the black caps and then the umpire in this one, Joel Wilson, who turned down that LB uh, appeal, um, the coulda, shoulda won Australia the, the game. Nicky, he's been criticised because he, he could have raised his finger and then it's up to England to appeal it and they would have lost it. But do we now look back and think how lucky England were rather than how unlucky Australia was? 
No, I don't think you can because you also have to um, ask yourself, I mean, Tim Payne has been criticised quite widely in the media for his use of the DRS system, you know, um, in that test. And I think, um, you know, the, he made a poor decision on a review that he shouldn't have wasted a review on. And if he hadn't have, then, of course, it, you know, he would have made that review and, and, and Stokes would have uh, been out. So I, you can't, I don't think you can sit there and go, what if, you know, because every little thing that happens, it's, it's sliding doors, you know, it, it changes the pathway. So I just think that there's a lesson to be learnt there that you've got to be really, really prudent with the, the decisions you make around that review system and there's a reason there's only two there so that you do have to be. And uh, look, I do feel sorry um, for them. You know, obviously Stokes was out, but that's the game, isn't it? Um, it's no different to the World Cup final. And uh, and I also think that, um, you know, now, um, you know, you talk about Steve Smith coming back and yes, what, what he's going to, the demons he's going to have to overcome. But in also England are likely to get back Jimmy Anderson. Now he is, you know, by being by far their best bowler. So, you know, do the, do the playing field, does it change again? You know, to whose favor does that go? And it's a 10 day break as well. I mean, I guess Australia has a chance now to sort of, uh, regather themselves with this Derbyshire, um, game in between. Who makes way now for Steve Smith too? I mean, you can't can't drop uh, Labuschagne. Is that how you say his name? Um, you know, because he's been their best batsman <laughs> since he since he came in. So what? What he was a good replacement, wasn't he? Is, is, <laughs> oh, fabulous replacement! And you know, now it's like, well, you know, does does Tim, Tim Payne get dropped? I mean, he's averaging twelve point eight in this series. That's you know so. The, the, the ramifications and the, the discussion points are, are fascinating and I think that's what makes Test cricket so incredibly valuable and, and so exciting. I think Benny's right about the whole Test cricket argument and, and I know that Cricket Australia and then um, uh, New Zealand cricket, they want the younger demographic with 2020, the match is over, it's, it's like fast food. One day cricket still has its place, but Ben, as you were saying in terms of your great this week, it is... Test cricket, uh, can Australia recover psychologically from this? Well, I think that's the big question, mate. I think I think they can because they're a team that I probably didn't expect too much of themselves coming in. I don't, I don't mean that in a negative way, but I think they were definitely seen as a team that had to find their way again. They had Bancroft, they had Warner, they had Smith coming back in. You talk about the captaincy of pain there, Nicky. You've got to remember that there's two blokes in the team who have been stamped never to captain again. So there's not a lot. There's not a lot of options outside Tim Payne on form. Tim <laughs> Payne that. might not be. He might not be the right um, guy to be in the team. But we don't really have a standout option to captain the side either. So there's a lot. There's a lot of. There was a lot of ructions, if you will, in Australian cricket that meant that you know I didn't think that I thought they were going to get beaten in this Ashes series, and they've certainly shown a lot of fight. Um, whether whether you know the the England team, I think will take an enormous amount after the World Cup. And into this, they will take an enormous amount. And I think you've got to put them favourites uh, as they move ahead here, but not forgetting the strength of this Australian team if they can get it right. And, I, and the other thing I'll say is, I, I know whether there'd be some on-field sledging or not, but I'd be chipping away at this English side because, you know, they got given the World Cup by the by the rules. Now they've been given, you know, a, a life in the ashes by the rules by 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 <laughs> by the umpire not not calling it <laughs> out. So I'm, I'm probably being mm. I'm going to be uncharitable there, but I'm just I'm just saying that. There's, there's so much around this. It'll be interesting to see the way the teams start to respond to each other. And I think with, if Steve Smith can handle the short stuff from Archer, and, and it's a good point you make uh, about Anderson coming back in, uh, Nicky, 
in that they England got got a lucky break, I think, in him going out and and getting uh, to mm. unleash um, Archer because he has proved to be one of the key yeah. points of difference for this side. Yes. So when he comes back in, it won't it won't be Archer going out. They've they've uncovered one there that they're going to want to keep keep out there. Um, Australia's got you know Hazelwood. Why he didn't play from the start, I don't know. He'll definitely be there. Um, and who they how they manage that will be very very interesting. Maybe why Joffre not bring was in Mitchell Stark? What, so, sorry, Craig. Why, why, why not bring back Mitchell Stark with his left arm quakes? Why would that? Why would that not be an option? Oh, look, I'm sure it's an option, but whether they'll go for it, they've clearly put him down the bottom rung at the moment. They prefer the mm, Pattersons. I they don't understand the guys that. Who probably, well, I think they're probably preferring mm. guys who can grind out a lot more overs for a longer period of time. And you know, if I had to be harsh on it, I'd say they're probably looking at, at Stark as a bit of a luxury. They want to bring him on for four or five overs to, you know, have a crack at people as opposed to get through a five-day test match. But that's, you know, that's me having a shot in the dark. Um, Siddle, yeah. I thought, was the very interesting choice, putting Siddle in instead of Stark. If you've got mm. Cummins, Patterson, Hazelwood and Lyon, who can all chew off a he- heap of overs, then I think Stark's, are, you know, definitely an option to be having around, but then you've got five bowlers. Yeah, I was going to say, Joffre Archer actually played his part. His, his six for in the first innings, ultimately helped England because, of course, they got bowled out for 67 in their first innings. But if Australia had got more than the 179 they got in the first innings, which Joffre played a huge part, six for 45 is great bowling, then the Aussies would have won. So it wasn't just Ben Stokes who played his mm. part. We forget about Joffre Archer as well. Now, Nikki, the Black Caps had a of win course. as well. Are you watching them now mm. thinking, well, oh, we're going to give the Aussies a good good run when they play their Test Series over Christmas? Oh, Absolutely. Um, let's not forget where New Zealand sit up in the uh, test rankings. I think we're currently second. We were first. So, um, you know, we've been playing very, very good test cricket for a number of years now. So I don't think that's, um, you know, it's going to be a fabulous series over Christmas. Um, and look, you know, going to Sri Lanka in monsoon season to play a two-test series really doesn't, um, well, doesn't get me too excited. I think that that's... Uh, only because, you know, you're dealing with weather and you've got a side that comes in, doesn't have a warm-up match, gets skittled in the first test because they haven't climatised to it. And then, you know, we we did take out the second test to draw a series. um, But, you know, credit to New Zealand because they did bowl Sri Lanka out for 122. And and what I did like um, about the, the, the innings and 65 run victory was more the um, early declaration made by Kane Williamson. And it was a really um, aggressive attacking captaincy because really they only had 187 to defend, uh, you know, but they wanted enough time to bowl Sri Lanka out. They backed themselves and they bowled brilliantly and, you know, to, to take the victory. Gone are the days where we, we see, you know, see sides kind of clam up and go in for the draw. I think they've become a lot more aggressive and I think that's really good for Test cricket because it keeps it exciting because no one wants to watch a, a side that's, you know, playing the forward defensive stroke all day. So, um, you know, congratulations to New Zealand there. Uh, yeah, look, the only thing that does concern me is this ICC World Test Championship um, because, you know, England in this time will play 22 tests, Australia will play 19, Black Caps 13, Sri Lanka 13. I worry that, you know, because the points then for, you know, are divided equally. Um, if you play five tests, for instance, you know, you, the, the points have to be spread over those five tests. If you play a two-test series, they're spread over two tests. I just wonder, 
you know, whether that is a very good um, system and a way of determining a test championship. So that I, I'm not really liking at the moment. And at the moment, New Zealand and Sri Lanka and India are at the top of that um, test championship. And yet, look what's happening in the Ashes. And a lot of people would argue that that's a much, much tougher series and more exciting. And yet, you know, they're sitting down in fifth, England. Final save from you, Benny. Do you like the Test Championship? I, I, I can't comment, mate. I don't know enough about it. I don't think it's working for me, clearly. The only thing I've really noticed about <laughs> it is the, num- the numbers on their backs. And, uh, you know, they, they left me a little bit cold. I wasn't – I know some people were like more traditional were like not liking that at all. Um, and, you know, maybe it's supposed to reach out to the kiddies, which one I'm not. Um, but, mate, it hasn't really mm. crossed my radar. Um, it's got some work to do, I think, to, to become uh, something that we care about. All I'm focused on is the ashes. Um, you know what that yes. might mean in a broader sense is is interesting, but it's not anything that I've even thought about for a minute and a half. To tell you the truth, mm, mm. it was just an observation right. I had. But but I would yeah. say, you know, um, boys, this is this is going to be fascinating over the next couple of weeks, as you know, or even longer, how this ashes plays out, and I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, one final note: um, commiserations, Warriors. I do believe you are now officially out of the playoffs. Uh, I think there's still a mathematical <laughs> chance. No, they can't be. <laughs> I think. I, think every, I mean, everything would have to go their way. Everything. Um, yeah. And then, of course, anyway. of course, ne- ne- next week, just a little plug for this. We'll of course have that All Black squad that uh, that the selectors and Steve Hansen are going to sit down there, um, and so we'll lo- also look back on what some of the other teams, including the Wallabies, um, how they're going to stack up against them. Uh, ben, thank you for that. No worries, mate. Can I just throw in one final goose of the week? Because I gave you a grape, but I didn't give you a goose. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And it's and I'm pointing the finger at you. It's the media. It's you guys. It's it's Nikki and Craig. It's the rest of the media for the <laughs> roller coaster for the roller coaster ride through that test match. You know, on day after the '67, the amount of experts out there talking about how badly selected the English team were and how they were rubbish and how they needed to change X, Y, and Z. Uh, and and the, you know I think the roller coaster that was gone on in terms of the interpretation of what happened in that test before the end result was known. I think we all get guilty of it sometimes, but I think we all got shown up that Stokes went out there and changed the game. The good thing for us might be that maybe that means that there he covered up some issues in that England lineup. So that's my my hope. But anyway, you guys and everyone else in the media, and I'm leaving myself out of this other other goose of the week for me. Oh, about to go to bed soon, team. But uh, lovely to chat as always. And you've been listening to the Quasi Sport Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and at quasisport.com. We'll be back next week with another edition of the Quasi Sport Podcast. 